Calvin Harris, everybody, in bounce. I need something upbeat because my dogs almost killed another dog about five minutes ago. So I'm trying to forget about that. Uh, yes, welcome to Friday, my lovelies. My name is Danny Akoski, customer success manager. I do marketing stuff and so a whole bunch of other stuff here at Trimark Security, trimarksecurity.com for all your AD, Azure AD, virtualization, uh, ransomware, uh, re- protection, assessment needs. We do so much stuff here at Trimark. Check it all out on trimarksecurity.com. Welcome to another Twitch happy hour. We have joining us. The usual suspects, Brandon, uh, Dev at Bad Code, uh, our founder, CTO, CEO, and rocking that Kangol hat, by the way, Mr. Sean, Pyrotech, Metcalf, dot, 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 pause for another intro, the great Lit Moose joining us as our guest of honor today, dot horse, Jake Hildreth. And we are live. I have the chat going, so feel free to weigh in on that. I can actually see it this time. I figured out what problem I was having last time, and we are good to go. Hello, everybody. How's everybody? Happy Friday. Howdy, howdy. Happy Friday. Friday. Yay. My dog did not get in a fight with anyone, so, you know. And, (laughs) okay, so, like, this is, of course, I, I thought I had handled it. They have, my neighbor has... Two lovely German shepherds. If you don't like, if you really m- massage the word "lovely," um, and my dogs are idiots too. I'm not completely not at fault here. Uh, they bark at each other and they do the dog thing. Except those break through my, albeit I had a very nice fence and that was like a t- kind of a temporary one. They break through it and whatever, and I had to deal with that. And then I also decided, hey, I'm going to change some stuff around in my office. Uh, and then I start to go live and realize I have my stupid tank top on. So it is a garbage fire, which actually works out really well because we're talking incident response with the queen of incident response, Lit Moose. How are you, darling? Queen is queen is a strong word. Uh, dumpster diver. Uh, but but I'm doing all right. Today uh, is is coming to you. Four cups of coffee in after poor report rodeo this week, so I'm a little bit mushy brain. Um, not not ideal, uh, but I did. I I saw some like back and forth on Twitter to where there there was excitement about me self doxing today. Is is that correct? Like, did we did we want did we want a good doxing? Because I'll do it. Well, everybody like we just we they know you as Moose. I occasionally we remember do. your real name. Um, which is funny. I I I remember your husband's name, but more often than his is immensely more complicated. I mean, not complicated, but like yours uh, is common for you. Uncommon, uncommon <laughs> for me in my life experience. Um, That's funny because his his name is incredibly common over in Israel. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, it is. It's like a John. Um, no. Uh, so so I'm Heather Ballas. Uh, you you get it once. Um, I'm one of the the managers for Incident Response over at CrowdStrike. So. I'll self-dox a little. Uh, got a minor filter on because of that self-doxing today, but but I'm I'm happy to do story time, uh, and and a happy hour. Uh, I love story time. It's one of my favorite things when people are on a, a podcast or a webcast or whatever. It, to me, it's some of the most interesting things, like the most challenging, the most unusual, uh, the the most complex. Uh, also, the 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 dumbest things that that an attacker has done; those are always fun. So, please to give stories. Dumb is my favorite. Uh, d- dumb is my favorite story because it's. Uh, I feel like, you know, so many of 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 these folks go on and they brag like I'm a I'm a hacker and and they they get their little hoodies up and and it's it's this this you know song and dance and I'm like, dude, I can see your logs. Uh, you didn't do anything bright. Like you hammered this and you got lucky. Like I, uh, all, all of the, um, I, what, what is it? Social engineering, like a MFA exhaustion right now. Sounds super fancy, right? You called the guy three times. Like, I'm sorry. I was prank calling people when I was 13. Like, it's not any different than that. Like, can we pretend that this isn't sophisticated just for a second? We're giving these people way too much credit. Um, yeah. So, and I think, uh, real, real quick, I think one of the issues that we have in an yeah. industry, certainly that the vendors have, have promoted, is this whole concept of APTs, and they're creeping around the corner, and this is a sophisticated attack. 
and this is a problem and everyone should like gear up to that but really i mean trimark's a security vendor also but i think we try to be reasonable about it the reality is that everyone's kind of playing off the same playbook whether you're at apt or at someone who does is just kind of fumbling around and just stumbles into something or like you said just calls someone a few times and, and gets them to accept the mfa prompt so i think it's important also to, to to give the balance between like okay not every company is getting attacked by apts in reality and the things that are the foundational things that the basics should still be done so maybe you could talk a little bit about that absolutely because it's 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 a layered problem too i mean i'm also with a vendor and i i get on calls every day with folks externally. So I work external IR. I'm, I'm part of CrowdStrike Services. And what that means is if somebody's experiencing an IR, I'm, I'm part of the team that comes in and kind of assesses it and works a case. Um, so I see a lot of stuff. I see stuff uh, that, that, you know, doesn't have our tooling on it. I put our tooling on it. Um, but you all are a partner. So we work with you all to do AD assessments and things like that. Um, and it doesn't work without partnership and it doesn't work without layers. And so I think part of all the FUD that's out there right now is, and, and this has been forever, right? Is if you just do this one thing, you'll be better off. Or if you had just done this, it would have been fine. And that's just so not true that there's always a layered, you know, approach to this where if you fail at one layer, what's the next layer that's going to catch it? And then if that layer fails, what's the next layer that's going to catch it? And making sure that you have those in place that are, you know, creating visibility throughout. So, like, we talk MFA. Well, great. Now we have uh, BEC gangs, business email compromise gangs, who are circumventing, like, SMS. That's very popular. Or going through third-party app. Um, you know, this is, we've, we've known that there are these little holes places. But if you have logs, which is my favorite thing in the world, is logs. Um you know, you'll have a good time. So making sure that you have MFA logs, they're creating alerts, that you have a dashboard, you know, and, and that you have the right people looking at them because vendor companies, you know, and and so, some of them do, some of them don't, like to say, well, if you just have this in place, you can put no tool in place without configuration. So you still have to configure it, right, for your environment. So that's another gotcha right there. Um, and then you have to look at it from time to time or pay somebody else to look at it. Uh, so, Who yeah. does that? Look at logs. I look at logs. My, my log does not judge. My log does not lie. This is produced by David Lynch today, everybody. Um, Our so, log is right. She looks at logs all day. <laughs> no, um, I joke about it, but uh, one of our biggest headaches when when I get a call in is everybody wants to know who's attacking me, um, and and we can talk about why that does or doesn't matter. Because uh, I have thoughts and opinions. Um, and then it's also, well, how did they get in? Um, and I got to tell you, after going through for a couple of weeks with folks, one of the biggest heartaches is we can see everything, but you didn't have VPN logs. You didn't have it configured. Or um, they were turned on, but they were set as default. And most VPNs like configure on the device. And that rolls really quickly. And so folks don't realize, depending on how noisy your environment is, you've got a, a ticking time bomb there as far as how often your VPN logs are rolling off. Um, and with a lot of the VPN exploits that have happened over the past couple of years, especially with the uptick since COVID of those being hit, um, like people are only tracking auth logs. And then that rolls. Well, auth logs are only one kind of log on a VPN device. You have event logs on there. And that's actually where you're going to see the exploit, not in the auth log. So you actually have to put two and two together. Um, and they're very important. And it's a quick fix if you just pipe it off to a network area storage device. Um, and just, just either keep it there and then bonus points, um, you know, because that will help somebody retroactively. You get more points if you have somebody looking at them daily. And like top, top, gold star, uh, you create alerting off of them. So... Um, because every VPN device too, here's here's a here's a good one. Um, almost all of them have a default like admin in the kernel that's just built in. Um, you can Google that, and you can set alerting off. If I ever see this account, I want to know about it because that's a bad day. Um, so, uh, shout out to super admin on Sonic Wall. 
Uh, so <laughs> uh, I wrote a blog on it, and and I'm gonna stick to that. Um, but but that's my that's my my hill I die on as far as what what folks can do. That's that's easy. It's layerable, and it's not gonna cost a lot of money. It's not a vendor tool. It's just layering that into what you already have. Um, same with like uh, you all work with this a lot, and I know you're experts. So I'm I'm talking to to your side now. Um, AD, Azure, like having your cloud accounts that are admin that are not on-prem synced. Uh, I still see it where that's just such an easy vector. Um, so so it's it's a bunch of little things that it's like a death by a million paper cuts. It's it's not it's not any one given thing. One of the things that we've heard a lot is customers that are like, we ask them if they have logs configured or logging configured in their environment and, and, and flow it into a SIM or some sort of central logging system. And they're like, oh, well, we have EDR. So we just count on that to find anything. Can you talk a little bit about what EDR is for and the deltas between what you see in EDR logs versus what you can actually see in like Active Directory logs or other logs in the environment and how that's helpful in an, in an IR situation? of all, they get a cookie for at least having something. So you get a cookie for having EDR and not AV. Cookies There's are delicious. So yes. Um, now, the threat actor might also get your cookies. So you need more than just the EDR. So uh, browser cookies are a thing, and those get stolen. Um, so, so that's something that you might want to watch out for. So there are other things you might want to look for. Um, AD logs. So uh, depending on the EDR, I am not here to be a shill. Um, depending on the EDR, they might say that and they might have something that sits on top of AD. So like uh, Falcon now has the identity module that will pull those logs and it is single pane of glass to be fair. However, comma, but not everybody has that. And so there are other tools in place. Um, and so like Microsoft has one. Um, there's a couple of other companies that have them. Some people run Bloodhound regularly to look and see what's happening there. So my question to everybody is, okay, but do you have this visibility into Active Directory? Because if somebody compromises accounts, you know, you've got uh, Joe Schmo over there, Joe.schmo as part of sales and accounting, who somebody's just wearing his pants, and now you've got impossible logons. Your EDR is not necessarily going to track that if you don't have something on Active Directory because that's your auth log. Um, and then on top of that, you know, you have a tool like Obsidian because if you have OWA in place, so if you're an Office um, uh, a Microsoft 365 user, you'll know you're not just looking at Active Directory, you're also looking at your O365 instance. So phishing is huge, not only as initial vector, but also just if, if somebody's trying to extort money off of you, fraud, those sort of campaigns still happen over in the O365 space. That's not necessarily an EDR. That's a different tool. So like you've got like an Obsidian or something like that uh, that's sitting on top of that uh, and tracking that. And then they have their own impossible travel because if somebody's logging in through a web application, that's different than your, your on-prem or even, even your cloud. So there are different like parts that we've, we've kind of helped ourselves by saying, hey, we have this cloud now and we have containers and we have stuff that's on-prem and stuff that's not it's still just a computer managed by somebody else and you still have to watch it. So it's knowing where it sits and where those logs are going. So um, I, I guess best advice is uh, we, we play how we practice. So practice it and make sure you can see it. Um, Cause if you're not seeing a log, it means it's probably not there, not that nothing's happening. I absolutely love the play, how you practice um, that, 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 resonates with me pretty strongly. And so certainly from a logging perspective, I'll kick it over to Jake, who is the Active Directory Security Assessment Lead at Trimark. And he's seen pretty much every report over the past year or so that is that has run through here. Jake, how good are Active Directory environments with their logging? Uh, <laughs> do I really have to answer that? I mean, you can give a general statement. Uh, we will just say, um... I, I've never been happy with the logging uh, in almost any environment. Um, yeah, it's it's never been up to our standards. We've had some people that are close, but never up to our standards. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous how often that comes across. So I wanted to ask, how often do you see uh, Sysmon actually installed on domain controllers? 
Oh, uh, not often anymore. Okay. Because we, like, we, that was a discussion that we had recently, and, and Tyler on our team was like, if, I, if we see that, it's, you know, amazing. But yeah. it seemed like that was a very hard folks, uh, lift, you know? It, it's, it's funny. Folks have gone, I feel like, I feel like our industry goes in fads, and it depends on when the domain controller was built as to when I see it. And I, I think it's funny to say that, but I, I really do. And it's like, who who is in their shop and like, who is the expert? Because, um, you know, you, you get some of these folks who are, are really good. Um, shout out to my friend, uh, Swift on Security. Like, you want to look at somebody who has really gone through and like done the homework on exactly what you should set up and, and some layered like alerts that you should have. Great. Uh, there are multiple resources out there to do it, um, but but you also I I have to come with this caveat of how often do you see something? Um, any question that's coming to me like that, I would take with a grain because I'm a manager for incident response. Nobody's calling me on a good day, <laughs> so I you know I've seen some great environments where you know something bad happens and honestly I look at it and I'm like this is a very mature organization like it sucks that they're getting hit which is another reason why I, I know uh, Sean you were talking earlier about like we like to um, make threat actors extravagant and like talk them up and and do certain things I, I actually like what we do with the art forum because it makes it easier for me to like cartoonize it um so like i now have these little action figures that i play with and have tea parties when they decide to hit things and i'm like i see what you did there and it was real dumb like <laughs> so so it's uh it's things like that where you know it, it's not always important who's hitting you but but i i will say i I rarely go into an environment where it's been hit and I see everything. Um, but I, I will say that uh, one of the things when I do see a mature organization, there's a domain controller that doesn't have tools on it or there's shadow IT that doesn't have tools on it. And that's the top of like, maybe I'll see some Sysmon, but it's not across the board. Or I'll see some EDR, but it's not everywhere. Um, and it's usually like either accidental exposure or shadow IT. Yeah, our favorite is when there's multiple domains and there's a couple domains that are configured correctly and then one, usually the root domain that has minimal logging, minimal security, and they're just like, oh, that's the root domain, like it's fine. Or they have a development domain in their Active Directory forest. So like, oh, don't worry about that. Don't even look there's at no it. There's trust between them, right? Like there's there's We're in the same forest. They are all not, part of the same thing. It's not routable at all though, Sean. Like it's okay. I can't route to that, right? Right. Like, or, when the, or when there's a PCI domain. Um, but they have firewalls configured, but the domain controllers can talk to between those domains and they're in the same forest. A little bit. Yeah. Have you seen a lot of uh, log generation tools being used lately or log, or tools or exploits to actually target the sims now? Because um, I know that was hot for a couple of years before. So targets, like specific tooling for it, not necessarily. Um, them just going after default accounts that are our service accounts and still looking like Kerberosting is still king. Looking for SPNs is still king. So it's it's not necessarily tools targeting targeting the accounts, but it's it's kind of like same same flavor, different day of the low hanging fruit still being used because people aren't cleaning up SPNs in their environment. Um, so I, I still see that. Um, and for anybody watching who's not as familiar with Active Directory or, or what that is, service principal names are a problem if they're associated with an account because it will give that account, if somebody pops it, access to that service. Um, but it's also, we call it Kerberostable because you can, you can Kerberost it, basically take the hash. I can do a couple of different attacks off that. That's where your golden ticket comes from. I can for forge a ticket and basically make it never expire and I've got persistence. And unless you're double tapping that Kerberos password at the end of this attack, they've they've still got hooks into your environment. Uh, I say double tap. It's a double reset because of how domain controllers talk to each other um, because you have a cred and a cred cache in the background. Otherwise, domain controllers wouldn't work because they, they have to be cycling. So it's, it's all a bunch of fancy talk, but I, I want to make sure because I know you probably have viewers that haven't heard this before. 
Um, and that is so important. And I, I rarely see people do that, even as a hygiene measure. About, because um, I know some before when we used to write tools, um, we used to write it so that we could flood and basically roll off our attacks off the log systems. Have oh. you seen that, seen that before? Or is that it's common? It's been a hot minute. It's not common. Um, you know, and it's it could be that sometimes I'm looking in an environment where I I actually have seen more of a shift to where uh, I'll I'll talk like two years ago. So ransomware, I'll just pick one. Ransomware, like two or three years ago, um, if you all remember, it was like massive cobalt strike deployment. I want a beacon on every single machine. Like it was just rampant everywhere. I think I found 200 different scheduled tasks on a single machine once. And I was like, really guys, this is a little bit of overkill. Um, and I, it was almost a meme at that point. I've seen a shift to where now I get a, I might get a single like C2 or like very obfuscated, low and slow. And then they're using the tools that they have um, in environments. And it's more like, uh, living off the land based attacks. I don't see stuff trying to make a lot of noise or or necessarily uh, diversionary tactics. If anything, I still see some state sponsored actors. If if we're talking anti forensics, um, I still see time stomping. Um, but that's that's more on on that side. And again, like just covering tracks or like deleting web shells and creating a new one so that you can't tell what was done on the old one. Um, so. That's that's more of I think today what I'm seeing versus like uh, a couple years back with the floods uh, and and kind of like hey look over here, um, and I did see a couple of actors used to do that when it came to like I would get really suspicious when I'd see a bunch in Windows and they had a big Linux environment I'm like I don't like that what are you doing over here um, and I did I used to find stuff in Linux where it was diversionary. Um, because there was noise over in Windows, and I'm like, you can't be that stupid. Um, and they weren't. Like, I, I have to give credit. They weren't. Um, they just thought I was. And to that, I have other words. <laughs> yeah, because I remember when I was writing code before, like, WebSockets wasn't even being monitored for a lot of things. So WebSocket was an easy way to get stuff out. There was barely any logs, any firewall rules, constructions. Even I'm glad you're on our team. That's all I got to say. I'm glad you're on our team. <laughs> I don't want to investigate you ever. I, I'm not um, convinced he's uh, not a double agent. I'm, I'm not fully convinced he is on our team, honestly. <laughs> Dev is 100% on our team, but he thinks evil, which is great because it enables us to have a really good that's, offensive perspective. So that's why we brought sides. in some red teamers. Yeah. Dev, both sides of, you got to know how to attack so you can defend it. Exactly. He's also red sharpens blue. That very cute, like cherubic face that fools a lot of people, of like, oh, he looks just—he's just looks innocent, which just raises all kinds of red flags for me. I got you to say I look cute, though. I, I tell you, you're beautiful all the time. Danny, he's been fishing for compliments for like the entire week. I told you guys that before the stream started. If by fishing hey. you mean throwing dynamite into a pond, sure. Hey, you get a lot of fish that way. I'm just saying. It works. I, I'm going to put Brandon on the spot. Brandon, what, what's what's a finding or, or something you've seen interesting recently in an assessment that we performed in Active Directory uh, that that you want to ask Lit Moose about if if how that correlates to what attacker activity might look like? Um, so I was going to ask. So first of all, I'll say um, the ex explanation on SBNs and Cobra roasting was probably better than the rest of us could have explained. So really good job on that. Um, Thank so, you. You're too kind. I, I well, doubt no, that you is. couldn't have done it better. Like, I, I, doubt, I doubt that. I know you guys, um, uh, but thank you. But it's, yeah, so that was well done. So I wanted to ask about, so that's like an easy, uh, an easy win for an attacker. Other easy wins are going to be like um, credential stuffing or password spraying, which hopefully password policies and, and stuff are going to implement lockouts for that sort of thing. But one that I saw recently, which is another old throwback, is the sysball and group policy preferences. Do you still see some of those ancient attacks being leveraged in these environments? Honestly, I, I haven't in a long time. And it's because if I get anything that's that old, I have, and this is probably, 
this goes along the lines of what's the most painful thing you've seen recently. I just watched somebody take an entire AD server. And we had to talk not Golden Ticket. We had to talk about Golden Saml. And what happens when you have to refederate your entire environment? So if I see something like that's that's that bad where somebody would use something older, like I have seen them just hit it with a sledgehammer instead. Um, and it's a it's a bad day. So that's probably the most painful I've seen recently of just like I walked in your front door and I didn't see anybody, so I took it. Um, yeah. And I, I think that explaining that one was, was kind of one of the most heart-wrenching things I had to do, too, because, like, look, anybody that gets hit by this, um, there's, there's a lot of, like, oh, you should have done this. And, like, it feels like a lot of blame that happens publicly. Nobody's perfect. And, like, it's, it's not like these people asked to be attacked, right? Like, there's still a criminal on the other end of this that's doing something really shitty. Um, so, so just like seeing that and having to explain, like, here's the work you now have to do to, to actually do an eviction, because you have to assume they're still in your environment until you refederate everything. Um, that, that's painful. So. Yeah. Cause even they take down one node and they still in the system, they could just hop back on once it gets constituted. So. Yeah. And some people don't have the option of like, Hey, take it down for a few days and then bring it back up. Like that's not feasible. Um, for for every every company, every industry, every everything. So yeah. that reminds me of another thing that we we just saw was um, an environment ju that just had glaring um, problems with it. Jake and I saw it recently, and um, their domain controllers looked. They were new OS. They looked brand new, so it almost looked kind of like you were explaining, where somebody had been in and had stayed in. They attempted to clean up, so systematically replaced all domain controllers, but they never cleaned up Active Directory, right? So, yep. you know, we don't have, speaking to what you talked about attribution, like we don't have a whole lot of that attribution in our side. We don't have a lot of those like smoking guns that we see. We see a lot of things where we say, this could be, this might be, this probably is. Uh, yeah, we, we absolutely that's, that's can't good. say. Yeah. We absolutely can't say it's persistence or that the environment's compromised because of the lens that we're looking through. But we always we kind of have this this approach that if it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck, and this is very likely persistence. And then we kick it over the fence to to either our partner or the the customer and say, look, you probably want to get a compromise assessment because this environment. There's a number of things that an attacker could leverage, and given what we're seeing, it, it's possible that it has been leveraged. But again, we can't talk to that. But that's certainly where an, a, a, a quality and competent I, IR team would be better to to do that assessment evaluation. And it, it's hard too because I, I get those kind of questions where you know I have had cases where I've had attackers going back. I think the earliest I traced it back once was sixteen years. Um. Yep. And web migrations happen right you migrate off one system and you migrate onto another if you don't know a shell is there you're migrating the shells um same with like exchange migrations um that happened for a very long time where you just keep migrating the the attacker shell uh and and these audits and and having somebody else with a, a different lens coming in and looking at your active directory becomes so so important because you might catch things that are indicative of like, hey, something really bad could have happened here. And based on your industry or your company, you're kind of high up on this attacker's list. Maybe get that compromise assessment. So I'm glad that you all are saying that to folks because it's better to catch it rather than like, you know, the, the name of the game for some attackers is stay in as long as possible. Because and, and that includes like, if you're, if you didn't patch for log4j, but it's just magically patched might be a bad day. Like that's somebody else that's locking another person out so well, that they keep their hook. Right. That's, well, that's so, an admin well, doing work. Fair, for yeah. I'm on board with that. To be fair, that's for outsourcing your IT. That's all that is. Yep. Accidental outsourcing. Yep. Accidental outsourcing. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, so we, we've talked a lot about Active Directory, um, and we look at Azure AD uh, from the security perspective as well. What are you seeing attackers doing against Azure AD? Because it's it's equally bad there from what we've seen, and certainly the Microsoft defaults don't make anything better, such as users being able to consent to applications, being able to register applications, guest accounts having the same rights effectively as regular users in Azure AD. You know, we, we see it from our side that it's bad from an assessment standpoint. What are you seeing on the IR side? Most like the the heaviest hit right now is is coming in in default MFA setup. Um, if if people can lock that down, pick one that's not SMS. Just pick one that's not SMS. Um, you know, if if you can use app based, please use app based. But I see that as huge. Um, default is to sync your on prem with Azure, and so global admins being like you know too many global admins, and then having that synced. Um, is huge and, and a huge, like, I'm going to take advantage of this. Um, the other thing in that realm, this is fairly unique and, and just something to know. Maybe everybody can take something away from this. Um, I noticed recently where somebody, uh, well, a, a couple of cases where E5 was purchased, which is great. I love it. Uh, when somebody has the finances to do that and I get that level of logging, I'm so happy. Um, but it wasn't configured properly. So now we have a hit and I don't have like the mail items access. Um, and I'm going, well, the attacker didn't just guess and get lucky. Like they did something, but the log was missing even though it was purchased. So um, one of the ways around that is is running a PowerShell script just to see if, you know, and, and this is where it's coming back to, it, it sounds super unsophisticated, but checks and balances of if you're paying money for it, make sure you're testing it um or or have somebody else test it for you um and and that is the most advantage i see taking it like in taking advantage of like o365 and azure is between the two and lateral movement between the two um and using that account compromise um and then lastly uh seeing some attackers get creative and make their make their own spns on accounts that one's fun um so just just a couple of different things um and uh that's that's probably the the top of it um i will admit uh there are folks that i work with who are and i'm sorry if that's me making that noise i don't know if that's my notification i've been trying to track it down for like 20 minutes now (laughs) have no idea is is that our chat in discord or no i think it's dev okay um i think so i'm blaming you why must i've been on mute always be the problem i'm sorry just like i was on mute the whole time i just unmuted myself for once let jake be the problem i i thought it might be me um because it kept happening and i couldn't tell uh but but anyways i i will say my my caveat is even though I do a lot of the investigation and, and Azure is an overlap, we have an entire team where that's their specialization. They're better than I am. Um, I'm one of our Linux managers. Um, I get to play in that side of, of the fence, and I love it because a lot of what I look at is, is it malicious actor or 95% of the time? Why the heck did you do that, you sneaky, sneaky developer? Um, so so that's that's the the land that I live in. Um and I'm sure that that my team is seeing much more exciting things than I am uh in the Azure space, but I keep seeing things where I'm just like a little bit of configuration here, uh you know, not using the defaults, making sure those those ports that are legacy are disabled, things like that where where threat actors are just still taking advantage and doing that MFA bypass. That's my number one. So with the MFA, do you recommend putting the MFA? Oh, did, I, did you cut out or was that my audio? No, no, he cut out. Can you say it again, Dev? I cut out? Oh. With the with the MFA, do you recommend putting it in your um password manager or just having it as the actual app installing your phone and using a separate app? That's a debate uh, a couple of people in the in our company goes back and forth on. I'm gonna put a disclaimer out there that I am no longer representing my company in this answer. Um, I hate password managers. I would rather you create a little black book and like write things down in there because of all of the the breaches that have happened. Um, and I like app-based MFA. Uh, I also like um, if you're technically proficient enough, 
uh, I do not recommend rolling your own encryption, but encrypting something and creating a separate thing um, that is on a Linux computer that doesn't touch the internet, uh, I might be that crazy. So that's a thing that I might do. Um, I don't recommend it, uh, but but having a little black book is is probably safer right now than anything else. And the reason I say that is because uh, a ransomware actor isn't going to come to your door, break into your front window, and go steal your little black book. Um, my Tyler, apparently. <laughs> it's just it's so so. Speak from speaking from like the customer aspect and just general user it's so frustrating that we've spent so long trying to get people to like be more secure so when we told them use password managers right like we all people are always forever making fun of that that meme that goes around right that would like here's a password book and my grandmother bought this at the five and dime or whatever your grandmother was right but grandmother was right well she's dead but somebody else's grandmother was right Right, like, although mine is also right because she checked out way before the chaos of the world. Anyway, that's another story. Um, but like, and now we've spent all this time, and like, some of us have educated other people on how to use these password managers, and now we're gonna be like, well, maybe not. I I don't know. I have strong opinions, but it's more of a like control what you can and and reduce your your threat, reduce your your digital footprint because the less that can be accessed, the better. Um, it's the same kind of concept of not syncing on-prem with Azure Cloud, right? Like for your AD. Um, if you compromise one, can they get to the other? If it's synced, then they can. So like password manager, if, if something is compromised at that layer, I can't control that. If somebody breaks into my house, I know what's at risk. Um, so... Um, that's, that's kind of where I stand on that one. And it's just, I kind of follow that philosophy in everything. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's along the lines too. principle of least privilege, like always look at your AD groups, make sure that there's nothing nested, like scrub, 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 um, you know, kind, kind of same, same thing, but with password managers. So why would you, I, I don't know, for me, it's like, why would you trust that, um, when it, when it increases your footprint? So, um, but personal take and I know a lot of people like them so I'm sorry um, it is better than a passwords.txt file on your desktop so if you're doing password manager and not the file on your desktop come a long way like yay, yay my, that <laughs> but my thing is if you're doing a password manager don't put your MFA inside of it because if they compromise your password manager they need to compromise the whole gambit well, you're sinking at that point. Well, the other thing too is um, it's all well and good, but like Redline, Vidar, Raccoon Stealers, all of these browser cred stealers, like you you can you can use managers all you want, but if you're doing the little helpful button of, hey, Google, remember this for me. <laughs> like also if you allow bring your own device at your company, Ooh. have a bad time, stop. Uh, like that's the only thing too, and I know it's so hard. Um, so so not shaming anybody, but the the sooner if this if this helps anyone say, hey, I listened to somebody today and they said we shouldn't be doing this. Like, go forth and take it and and get that scrubbed out of your environment because that I see a lot of compromise coming from personal device. So, um, have 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 there been any? Uh, maybe, but have there been any like breaches of things like uh, like uh, programs like Authy or any of those MFA managers? Danny's know. asking for a friend. What do you know, Lit Moose? I don't know what I know. You don't know. I what know you nothing. Know. I know nothing. I just um, I, I assume actually I can't remember what I had for breakfast because I probably didn't have breakfast. So that's I I I genuinely would have to like go digging and probably couldn't talk about it. I had a steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Uh, that sounds I just, I, I run on, everything is broken. I think Luna in chat was like, isn't it exhausting that these are the same conversations from 20 years ago, from 10 years yeah. ago, from five years ago? I tell everybody, I take it personally if I ever have a repeat IR. So uh, any anything that I work on, I'm just like, okay, IR is two parts. Like, Yes, we're going to do a forensic investigation, but if it were just forensics, we would call it forensics. 
response is not only like it's going to be pain like it's all pain all of it is pain it is a dumpster fire um it's figuring out what happened and then remediating as we go and then at the end of it going okay all of these things need to be put in place so that this never happens again um now that doesn't mean nothing will ever happen to you ever because stuff happens right security is hard but if i could retire and farm goats i would be so happy like please put me out of a job um <laughs> that is that is my dream so. somebody in chat said oh you can't remember breaches but i guarantee she remembers the names of all her kitties oh of course i do they, i i remember i i i also remember other people's cats names and dogs names and you know because pets are pets are better than humans most so i are so i except for the point, ones next door or <laughs> the ones that eat their owners after they die that's gonna be mine. Oh, that was hundred percent. They're just buying it, biding their time. I see them checking on me once in a while. They're like, "Oh, we heard you uh, schedule a cardiologist thing. You're feeling okay, buddy?" Um, well, because of all the bacon you eat. I mean, come on, who's not gonna wanna? Yeah, I was bacon on top of the whiskey, on top of the bacon, on top of the whiskey. Moose, you see so Sorry, much. Sorry, cat. It's yeah. okay. This is for another medic. Um, you see so much, and I, like I said, I did, I just made the comment about. The, the 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 dumpster fire wheels keep turning how do you how do you not get burnt out right like oh i, I am uh, so this week i am burnt out oh, okay. um I'll, I'll 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 be honest with everybody i i actually kind of want to do um i i have taken a break from talks i'm gonna do more this year um i had i had taken a hiatus because you got to take care of yourself i kind of want to do a talk on burnout which uh my my husband lovingly calls me a hypocrite for um because it is so common in our field, like anybody working in IR or even what you all do, like burnout is going to happen. And I actually had to read books and talk to people and get like get outside insight and help in order to dig myself out of my own pit. Um, because it turns out I'm really bad at taking care of myself. Um, and and that's a real thing. Uh, and especially for folks in this field, a, a lot of the people you work with, if you don't have ADHD, you can throw a rock and hit somebody who does. Um, and that does not lead like that actually is is the burnout cycle is, oh, neat, shiny thing. I'm going to go touch that for 12 hours at a time and not move. Um, and so it, it's very easy for me um, to burn out. And quite frequently, too, um, the secret to why I can still do this job um so once upon a time and i have time to say this um once upon a time i worked for another company and they were very massive um and i was one of i want to say like three of us that actually did something on the ir side for massive 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 company um and when you get hit and there's only a few of you you stop sleeping and you stop going home and you actually stop eating and you might not shower and you learn very quickly where the company stands on your life. Um, and I worked for somebody who didn't care if I drove off a bridge. Um, and that was a bad time. And I almost quit IR completely after that job. I came to where I am now and at CrowdStrike and again, I'm not shilling, but the fact that my management looks at my PTO and goes, you haven't taken enough was what I needed. Um, and so finding a shop that did that for me and looked after me and said like, hey, hey friend, like you've worked a lot of exciting cases. We know you like this. Can you please like go do something else for a little bit? Maybe not in front of a screen. Like I needed that. Um, I also needed the insight from, you know, shout out to my boss for being this wise who looked at me and said, you know, Heather, um, PTO does not mean conferences where you're presenting on the work you do. Because that is just fueling your burnout more. You're still thinking about work. Um, and so really the, the way for me to, to fix my burnout and to answer your question, how do you not get burnt out? I don't. Uh, <laughs> is I still burn out, but I, I have folks looking after me at multiple layers who are not myself because I'm my own worst enemy and I'm still working on it of tapping me on the shoulder and saying, go into the middle of nowhere in the woods and, and do not, do not look at Intel. 
don't look at your screen. And by the way, we'll lock you out of our, our database if we see you in there. And that is a loving thing. That's not a, you're an insider threat. That's like a, you have a disease and you need to not read this Intel report. You can have it when you get back. Um, and that's, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. That's my secret. So. I'm burnt out all the time. Well, <laughs> I, always <burnt> out. <laughs> I, I, I tell my wife the same thing. Like we, like we'll go on vacations and, and things like that. But for me, like a vacation is not necessarily my idea of vacation. Cause I'm still looking after people and I'm or whatever. And then she was like, well, you go to vacations to Vegas every year. Not really as no. restorative as it can be to be around people creatively. I am still, I'm gooning. I am going to client meetings. I am doing this. I'm doing that. It's not really like a vacation. It is a very busy week. So that's awesome. That's, I mean, I like, I, I knew you were going to say, oh, like not burn out. No, of course, of course we're on boy now. Um, uh, that's, and, and if anybody feels that way and like you're in a company, like I, I made the mistake when I was with the the past company where I was like, I had imposter syndrome and I was like, man, if I can't make it here, nobody's going to take me wrong. Like we have a deficit of, of deficit of good people who are, are working in this field. The grass is greener on the other side somewhere. Um, you just got to find it. So like you should burn out for nobody. Um, now IR is not a nine to five. So I'm not saying you can find a, a nine to five IR job. It does not exist. Um, but you can find folks who work with you who say, okay, if you, hey, you spent like two months on this incident, go take two weeks at the end of this. Um, and that's important. So. So we are, we are coming up on time. I'm going to give a round robin to my other co-hosts of anything they wanted to touch on with you that they have not gotten to yet, starting with the most quiet person on the show, Brandon. I'm the most quiet person on the show? Today, currently, like I haven't heard your voice too much. Oh, thank you. I miss you too, Danny. Um, what am I supposed to ask a question? I have if a question. You had, if, if you had a question or we could also make this closing thoughts, like if you haven't hit no, anything. So I think I'm, I do what I always do. And I like compliment our, our person who comes on because I want them to like me a lot. Um, so first of all, my compliments kind of, I mean, maybe back in a compliment. So I think you see people on like their worst days, right? I mean, you're really, you're coming in, um, and very rarely do you get to say, hey, you guys did great on this, but like there's a glaring hole in the side of the building still, right? Um, so first of all, kudos to you for doing that because not everybody can do that. Um, so so I guess that, can you talk about that? Or like, how, I don't know how to turn that into a right question, right? Like, I, how, do you, how do you deal with seeing people or giving person uh, the terrible news, right? I mean, it's like, hey, you have cancer. I can, um, I can. And it is... It is an interesting answer, and it's uh, – I'm going to give you a nugget that some folks know about me and some folks don't. I used to do human autopsy. Um, it gives you a lot of perspective. Uh, if I can go into a shop and, and this is – this person's world is crumbling. They may have lost millions of dollars. It is their job on the line. That's their livelihood where it might not feel like it's just another company to somebody else, it might not be to that one person or, or whatever else they have going on in their life. Um, and so the, the biggest thing of me being able to do that and not like emotionally bringing it home, but also like emotions need to be involved is understanding that no matter what level I'm talking to, no matter what human is on the other end of the line, that's a human with a life with other problems. Um, and so being as understanding as possible, no matter what emotion they bring to the table, because the stages of grief apply, even in an incident, especially in an incident, um, and figuring out how to take my previous life experiences of, I have dealt with these really bad things before, and layering them on top of, this might be this person's worst day. Um, and how, how did I work through my worst days and approach them and find a plane where we're on the same thing. Um, and honestly, like a lot of it turns into midpoint or the end. Um, there's a lot of gallows humor that goes on in these calls and these conversations. Um, I will say humor comes from a dark place. Um, and it has gotten me by in life. 
but I think it also gets the the folks that I'm talking to by of uh, I'm I'm not afraid to crack a few jokes and thankfully um, they're paying me and so I know they're not just being nice by laughing at me because they would tell me if it was awful. <laughs> um, so so that's kind of how how I get through it with them, not only for myself, but um, you know I've talked to a few afterwards, and I'm happy to say that I haven't worked in many situations where I've been working with a CISO or, or somebody else at that layer who we know to be like scapegoats that have lost their jobs. Um, and for me, that's a win. Um, I, I, the, the worst thing at the end of the day is you get attacked and you lose your job. Like that's not the goal. So um, I, I'm glad that the industry is veering away from that a little bit, but we, we still need to do better. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Sean. So I've worked a few uh, incident responses breaches over the years um, as a subject matter expert, not as an incident responder, but just providing guidance, advice to the customer as well as the IR team for Act Directory and Azure AD. And one of the things that to me was probably the most difficult thing to wrap your head around is when leadership goes, okay, we're breached, the attackers actively exfiltrating data, shut them down. And trying to explain that you can't just shut them down. It has to be scoped. You have to know what they're doing, have a good understanding of, of the malware, the tools, the approach, the TTPs, the tactic techniques, procedures, what everything that they're doing before actually working through an eviction. Because if you do all that, then you're just going to be do it again and, and again and again. Um, and of course, during this time, like you said, I mean, uh, the pe folks that I saw were working 80, 100, 120 hours a week, the people that work there. So like the, 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 the staff that was there already. And, and so the burnout for them is, is tough. So one of the things I typically recommend is do the proactive things because breaches are not just expensive, but you lose some of your best people. And you also can lose reputation and everything else from it from the company. But my question to you is, how do you how do you navigate that when leadership is like, all right, evict them, get them out, let's shut them down. We need to do this tomorrow. How, how do you balance that? Like, we got to fix this now with, okay, well, we really need to understand what's going on in the environment before we can actually decide what to action on. So I do two things and I, I try and, and meet folks at a layer that is very tangible for, for it to be understood. Not that they can't understand the technical, but because it is a gut check reaction to shut things down. Um, this is a marathon, not a sprint. I say that in every case. This is a marathon, not a sprint. If you sprint now, you're going to die later. Um, so that's number one. Everything needs to be talked about before we do it. We can't play whack-a-mole because if you play whack-a-mole with a sophisticated actor, they're going to pivot and you're not going to see it and it's going to be harder to react to the next time. So you're just prolonging. Um, so, so I go through that. The other thing is I say, stay on the phone with me while we create a plan because if I let somebody go, they're just going to worry and it's going to be a bad day for them. So I at least have to reel back in and say, okay, this is bad. We know it's bad. Um, I'm okay containing this device. Like, I'm okay containing this. Like, we know this bad is happening here. We shouldn't just, you know, kind of let them get away with it necessarily if they don't know we're in there or if they do know we're in there. Basically, you have tools in place. You can take some actions uh, without saying you see them necessarily. But if you don't want to tip your hat of like, hey, we see you and have them squirrel off somewhere else, um, I, I talk about it very much like this is eviction day. You don't knock on your tenant's door and say, hey, by the way, like um, sometime next week, uh, I'm going to need you to, to remove your things because that's how you get trash bathrooms and, and tiles and full reno jobs. Like you need to take it strategically, come with a plan, come with the people who need to enforce it and like actually do it and scrub it all at once. Otherwise, you're going to have a bad time. So I take those analogies and I kind of layer them in place. Um, but a lot of it is I have a checklist of like, what is your threshold for what can you shut down and, and what, what needs to have uptime? And I mirror like, okay, what actually can we do with this from an eviction standpoint? And then walking through the technical challenges of it, because um, if we don't know much about what the actor has done or where their persistence mechanisms are, 
um, the first thing we have to do is part of that eviction process is add visibility very quickly. Um, and I have them test things like, okay, we need to make sure we know that tool deployment is going to go smoothly within this time window because this is when the eviction is going to happen. Hey, we see the attack coming from this area. Like they operate during this time zone. We're doing it during our daytime. So things like that. Um, sorry, that's a long-winded answer. And I know we're no, kind of going over time. Answer. But yeah, uh, it, it, it is layering it. Um, you, you hit on one point that, that I think is fascinating for me with, with breaches and incident responses, this cat and mouse, where you want to identify as many different indicators of this is the tooling that the attacker is using. And you don't want to take the computer offline and let them know, oh, we found this malware, because they probably have two or three other types, and they probably have different beacons that are that are slow and slow that you don't even know about. So that was always fascinating to me, as well as the taking comms completely off the network and commu not communicating about anything about the breach on the network. No email, yeah. no Teams, no Slack, nothing that you typically use. It's got to go to Signal or some other secure method that, that's completely off the network. That part of it has always been very interesting because of that kind of cat and mouse. So thanks for the answer. Oh, no worries. And and thank you. It's a good question. The benefit I have that I get very spoiled with is I come with my own out of band. And as soon as you call me, you're using mine. So that's 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 a good day. And by the way, I don't mind that we're going over because you're just delightful. So. Oh, I'm uh, fine. I'm I'm free for for a little bit. Uh, Jake, anything you wanted to touch on with Moose while she was here? I, I was going to first ask. We're over time, so I didn't want to I wanted to be respectful nope. of your time, but. Before we started streaming, you mentioned something about MMA. I was wondering oh. if you would. <laughs> yes, I can tell that story. I can tell that story. So uh, we were we were talking before this started of like what's what's the most creative like it wasn't a, an attacker but it looked like it uh, recently, um, and and I learned a little something about uh, about char charging for pay per view in other countries. So um, one of the alerts that you can set up in multiple tools is impossible travel. So somebody who's logging in in Tampa, Florida, shouldn't be logging in over in London at the same time because there's no flight that would, there's no instant uh, teleportation device yet. Um, yeah. So yeah. seeing this, I was just like, really, attacks from the UK? Well, that's a weird place to set up a VPN uh, if you're if you're just going to, like, attack anyway. Like, and, and it's not like attackers don't live there, but it's a little bit rare, you know, for something like this. So I'm like... That might be a false positive. What are they doing on this device? Um, and so started to pull like browser artifacts. Turns out that you can uh, pay for MMA pay-per-view over in the UK cheaper than you can in the US. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh my God, every time there's a major fight, this guy's going on and like spinning up a droplet over in the UK and paying for the pay-per-view over in the UK instead of watching it over here. I was like, this is freaking brilliant. I was just like, it's not an attacker. And I also like, I feel bad getting this person in trouble, but like, stop doing BYOD in your environment. <laughs> like, you know, where, or, or stop allowing certain things like, and be like, Hey mate, maybe just like, you know, have another laptop. Uh, so yeah, that did, was, did that, that a... was a fun one. Did you get to actually speak to the the perpetrator there and find oh, out no. like what the cost difference was? Like that's what I'm curious about. Like, is it really oh, that no. much? Difference? I I I looked it up. I looked up the service. Oh. Like I was just like I was just like, is this real? And and, and it was almost like like could have just gone like maybe an extra step and been like full pirate. But no, this person wanted to be as legal as possible and actually paid for a service over in the UK. And I was like, I'm surprised you didn't just pirate this. But like, I guess kudos to you for finding out that it's cheaper. Um, They're probably like, I'm so, not a monster. Yeah, I was like, we we have standards. Uh, <laughs> so it was just like the standard was using your work computer to pay for it over here instead of instead of in the U.S. But he still paid for it, so I thought it was funny. Um, so that that was one of the more interesting false positives recently. Awesome. Dev, anything you wanted to touch on with uh, Lit Moose? Yeah, just one quick question. Um, so with breach, like when you see a breach happen in a company, what is the standard turnaround time you see before that information either, either ends up in the dark or becomes like some breach data for sale on one of the popular sites out there? Oh, I'm going to disappoint you. It depends. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I said common. Like what was the, what's the trend you noticed? It depends. Um, 
I have been noticing at least a trend recently to where um, there is lag time between hit and and like data leak site. If you're talking about data leak sites, uh, and honestly, it's it's been something that I've been thinking that's going to happen for a while, and it's to entice payment. Like, why name? Like, why use a card that you're holding in your hand and play it early? when you can just like poke somebody and say like if you pay me maybe i won't mention you now you're still dealing with criminals so i don't know why the heck you would trust that but um you know that that is an additional card that they're now keeping in their hands just some of the group um and i have noticed there's lag time but honestly you get every like now that it's become more of a hey i can actually make money through doing crime uh online um we have so many different hands in the pot that it, it really is a, your mileage may vary. Um, un unfortunately, because uh, I would like for all of this to go away and to be a goat farmer. Um, There's some kind of gremlin behind Brandon. <laughs> I, think so that's, I think that's a Yoda, baby Yoda. Insider threat. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's an insider threat right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's Grogu. Okay. Okay. Insider Grogu. Um, have have you ever been called to testify, Moose? Um, sort of. I've I've I have seen the inside of a deposition room. Mm. Um, but I haven't had to take the stand. So, oh no! Yay. yay! Uh, no. It's it's actually funny. I got the master's degree so that I could live through that pain. But then, as a consultant, it's like. If I just stay in this job, I don't have to necessarily. Like, it is less likely. And so I'm just like, wow, I found the silver lining of consultancy of, like, maybe I'll just do this forever because there's nothing more painful than a deposition room or, or court. Um, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Oh, I'm saying I've, I've gotten very lucky. Um, so I can, but I don't. <laughs> Yeah, lawyers probably the scariest thing ever. They're, I they're I just had to go for like a traffic thing because somebody like hit and ran me, and the judge was the nicest person. Was like, and I didn't have to testify. I sat there for five seconds, and I was stressed out of my head. And that was like a little local magisterial, you know. Uh, my office was bigger than the courtroom, and like I, I can't imagine having to do that. Um, well, I just don't own enough professional clothes, so like it would be a oh, nightmare yeah. for me of like. You have to go for more than one day. I'd be like, "Oh no!" Like, Can I wear one of my vendor swag T-shirts. Yeah, this like I I'm not dressed professionally right now. I work from home, so <laughs> um, this is this is what you get. Uh, um, so yeah, we we are yeah we're, we've you we've used up so much of your time already, Moose. Will you come back? Will you hang out with us again oh, sometime? Absolutely. This was the highlight of my week. I'm not writing a report right now, so. <laughs> Um, Thank you all so much. You all are delightful. And I've, I've met many of you in person. Some of you I haven't, um, but, but I, I know who you are. Uh, uh, by and, the way, I, and... I told my son that you were coming on the show today, and he said to say hello. Oh, I miss him. Yeah. Tell, tell him I said hi, and he's probably going to be taller than me soon. He's good. So. He's pretty big. He's getting there. Um, yep. So if, if people want to follow you, and like I love your Twitter thread. Are, are you more on Twitter or Mastodon lately? I'm still on Twitter, but I have taken a step back from both. Now I'm just like spamming memes. So I've been bad lately. I haven't put any like security advice in a while. It's been all cats and memes all the time. No, we need um, that more than security advice, I think, at this point. You can, I, I actually had a coworker say, I can tell how burned out you are right now. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> By the ratio of okay. cats. Yeah. I was just like, all right, maybe I need to take a few days. Um, but like then when I'm, yeah. It's it's like this like if there's like more incoherent tweets with dumpster fires like it's probably it's like the Smokey the Bear sign like chance mm. of burnout is like over here right now so I just if, need a few days. So if if people wanted to to find you where do they find you I mean I've I've, I've had uh, your I've had your Twitter screen cap up the whole time but at litmoose on Twitter is the best way and then I think I have I have some some Easter eggs over to I'm still at litmoose on on mastodon as well so i'm easy to find either what about linkedin um yeah exactly don't find me there that's fair <laughs> like i'm there but don't come find me there don't find me there yeah i'll i'll ignore you for three months and then i'll check it once in a while and go oh right i don't like this or I'm, i'll forget my password and get super happy about it 
Amen. Um, Amen, sister. Like I'm for at Trimark, I'm I'm responsible for social media on on Twitter and LinkedIn, and it has been crowbarring it into my brain to like forcibly go to LinkedIn and do things. I understand. Um, I appreciate all the CISOs who do. Oh yeah, like <laughs> all the CISOs and thought leaders for keeping LinkedIn alive. Um, well, that's awesome. Thank you, Moose. I, I love you completely, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking the time. Um, and we would definitely want you to come back whenever you're free, you have an open invitation. Uh, and for everybody else, uh, by all means, go and check out uh, all of our assessment offerings on trimarksecurity.com. We have our uh, Active Directory, uh, Azure AD, uh, Virtualization, VMware, um, ESXi, uh, uh, and our uh, ESP offering, uh, more of like a purple teaming, uh, concentrating on uh, armoring yourself against ransomware. So all the details are up on trimarksecurity.com slash services to follow us on Twitter at Trimark Security. Uh, if you have any complaints about the tweets, I did not make them. Jake makes all of them. Uh, it is never me. It is always Jake. And of course, we're on LinkedIn. And uh, oh, by the way, this episode will be uploaded to our YouTube, which is we're at Trimark Security uh, on YouTube for uh, posterity. And if you just like the audio, Maybe you're listening to the audio right now. That would be amazing. Please tell me that you're doing that. DM me on Twitter. Uh, it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And therein lies all the shilling that I have to do at the end of the episode. So thank you. We'll be back next Friday. I don't know who our guests will be yet, but it's going to be fun, I guarantee you. So thank you, everybody, all my co-hosts as normal for joining us. And we will see you next Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern here on uh, Twitch. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Say bye, Moose. Bye, bye, Moose. Bye, Moose. <laughs> so we're talking now. I didn't think yeah. we have to. And we have to whisper, we whisper at the end. Is that what happened? Yeah. It's so hot. Oh, we're hot. People know. Oh, it's hot. If people know that, maybe they'll stay and like look for. It's got like the after credits of like a Marvel movie. Oh. Use the final discount code to get. <laughs> I don't know where my cat went. Fifty percent off your next visa. The first. <laughs> the first person to DM me that they're still listening uh, gets a Trimark challenge card. Of course, it's gonna be it's gonna be my coin that I have because I'm not gonna ask Sean to give us one. Let me DM you real quick.